Sorry, I'm just shaking so much by the power of the Lord. Oh, what a beautiful day! What a beautiful day! Lord, we just continue to glorify you today. We are determined not to take our eyes off of you. We maintain a stature of leaning in and pressing forward. We make that declaration today. We speak it out into the atmosphere that this church is maintaining a stature of breakthrough, of pressing in for the more, for the all that God has, to be those that begin and continue to call forth the things that aren't as though they are. To move by your spirit, Father, not by our flesh and not by the things that we see with our natural eye, but we ask for your sight today. We felt you washing over us today, your fragrance purifying us. And we are so grateful. We stand in awe of you today. We stand in awe of your faithfulness. We are so grateful individually and corporately, Father, for this little hidden place that we abide. We give you glory, and we say that we are a grateful people for the presence of the Lord here, for a people that are determined to see that heaven is established upon this earth, in our hearts, in these four walls, throughout this valley, throughout this state, through our country and around the world. Because, Father, you said, ask of me, and I will give you the nations. And we ask for the nations, Father. You said, let my house be a house of prayer. And we declare today that we are a house of prayer, individually and corporately, Father. We join hands today. We ask that you make us one, as you and your Son and the Holy Spirit are one. That there be no division, that we would be in unity. Because one sends a thousand, but two sends ten thousand. So we agree upon your word today, Father. We agree upon what you're doing. And we give you thanksgiving today as we continue in the stature of gratitude and thanksgiving for all that you have done, all that you are doing now, and all that you will do because you are a great God and you are faithful from beginning to end. 
And our story isn't over. Though it is written, it's not finished yet. We love you, Father. Amen. Oh, I've kind of turned here, haven't I? Y'all are so blurry. Amen. Well, I was nominated to continue our gratitude um, month, bringing the word today. And so bear with me um, as I try to continue to do this. Lord, we just ask for wisdom today. We ask for wisdom. Thank you for your presence, Father. If you guys would join me in turning to Acts chapter 2. And we are going to read verses 42 through 47. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. As we get started this morning, um, I want to ask everyone to think about, because we touched briefly last week on habits, um, when we were talking about the 21 days of gratitude that we're stepping into and how, you know, we've been told that it takes 21 days to create a new habit. So I'd like you guys to just think for a moment of some of your habits. What are some of your habits? You know, sometimes we in our flesh always go to the bad habits, but let's look at the good habits. I mean, let's stay on the course of what God's doing this morning. Think about some of the good habits that you've created. I know for myself, one of the good habits, probably the greatest habit, is rising early in the morning and having time with the Lord and and being in the Word because that continues to build my relationship with the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In doing that, I can hear him more clearly, and I can understand what he's speaking to me because I spend time with him. How many of you make it a habit daily to do that? Let me see your hands. Don't, don't be amen. Praise the Lord. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning, but every day. I've got some quirky habits, too. My husband laughs at me, tells me I'm really something else. (laughs) Like, I like, in the morning, I don't like things when I'm having my coffee to, I don't know where this came from, to touch the counter. And he'll take, I don't know what you guys call them, but when I was a little girl, we called them 
teacloths, do you know what I'm talking about? You know, that you hang over the stove and at the sink and you dry your hands. He'll take one out of the drawer and he'll lay it there, but for whatever reason, I'm just kind of like, so I take two paper towels and I fold them up and I flip them down. I make sure there's a clean spoon and my cups are, you know, turned over so in case there's any creepy crawlers anywhere, nothing's going to get in my cup. So that's kind of one of my quirky habits. Does anybody want to share a, a habit that they have that I haven't mentioned? Anybody? Debbie Lamphere. I see you raising your hand. <laughs> Do you have a habit, Debbie? Oh, Debbie plays her worship every day. Inviting the presence of the Lord. Yeah, amen. Jackie. I put on my armor every day. <gasps> Jackie puts on her armor every day. Amen. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure we all have some silly habits too, like the paper towel under the cup and the spoon. Um, habits are, are more deeply ingrained than you might think. So I want you to listen to this. Habits are our brain's way of increasing its efficiency. Our brain turns daily actions and behaviors into habits. So we would do them automatically and without too much thought, thus freeing up our brain power for more important challenges. This strategy of our brain has wonderful benefits for us. It allows us to function better in life. Just imagine if you had to consider and ponder every single task that you were going to do every single day, how exhausting that would be and how so many of these things we just go through life and continue to do them without giving them a thought. And we really don't think about it throughout the day. There are good or bad habits, right or wrong, but habits are powerful. They're very powerful. We know it's hard to shake off a bad habit since it takes an average of 66 days before a new habit takes root in our brain. Now, that was something new to me because I just thought, you know, it takes 21 days to learn a new habit. I just thought it was automatically ingrained. But no, it takes three times as longer. Isn't that interesting? Habits follow cravings because cravings seek reward. Now, in my notes, I give an example of smoking. You know, people try to stop smoking. But if they really don't deal with the craving, they're not going to be very successful. I have a craving for chocolate. I know Debbie Lamphere shares that, that craving with me. And probably pretty much every day, probably about 3 o'clock, I get this little inkling. And the girls in the baby room will tell you that <laughs> I go searching for a piece of chocolate. I don't know what it does, but it, it really just makes me feel better. It doesn't have to be dark or milk. I know dark is healthier for you, but I just need that piece of chocolate. As we desire to create new habits and healthy habits, we also need to address the underlying cravings and rewards that contribute to these, to these habits. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Do you guys crave God-honoring 
relationships with others. I see everybody's head shaking yes. Do you earnestly desire a consistent and a powerful prayer life? I know I do. Are you hungry for a deeper understanding of God's word and relationship and teachings of Jesus? I wonder what our faith would like. What would our faith look like if those were the things that we were craving on a daily basis? See, the early church understood this. They learned the importance of gathering together, not just on Sunday coming to church, but daily. The word said daily they gathered together. There were several things that they devoted themselves to in the scripture. They devoted themselves as they gathered to the teachings, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Somebody's tired, I just heard that. (laughs) Debbie, don't make me start laughing. The the early church understood. They devoted themselves to teaching. So if we're sitting under teaching, what happens? We learn something, right? We're going to learn. If we gather together, there's going to be fellowship. We're going to get to know one another better. We're going to get to know our dislikes and our likes and what makes us tick, what makes us happy, what makes us sad. We're going to break bread together. Communion. You know, there's an old saying, families that pray together stay together. So there are a few things that we could set our heart to do right now. I know that on Tuesday night we have a Bible study. And I know that there's a handful of you that attend it. All are welcome. And I know from those that go to this Bible study on Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock, they're learning a great deal. A great deal. They're learning the Word of God. They're hiding the Word of God in their heart. It's becoming a habit to them to begin to speak the Word of God instead of complaining. Right, Val? Yeah. Val's one of our baby Christians, and she's here every Tuesday night. Val's here every Wednesday night, too, as we gather for prayer from 6 to 7. God helps me do my work. Yes, God helps her. Amen, Val. God helps us when we gather together. He bonds us together. The church was unwavering in Acts, in their commitment to gather together for teaching, for fellowship, for the breaking of bread, and for prayer. It says they persevere daily. I love you all. They persevere daily. What is something that you are absolutely committed to on a daily basis? Something that you do every day in your life? Something that has become such a deeply ingrained habit that it's just part of who you are. 
I know sometimes Ed will say, who are you talking to? But what I'm doing is I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm talking to the Lord. But it's such a habit sometimes, I, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Because when things begin to happen or I begin to, to sense something in the Spirit or I'm uncomfortable, I begin to pray in the Spirit. Asking the Lord, Lord, what's going on? What's shifted? Is this me? Do I need to be aware of something? Is there something going on? And you know, the Lord speaks to us. How many of you have been asking the Lord when you wake up in the morning something that he loves about you? Can you raise your hands? Could, would anybody be willing to share? Terry? But I stopped, and I saw a hand, like cloud-like hands, and I saw a heart, and he said he loved my heart. Amen. That's beautiful. Anyone else want to share? Anybody else? Barb? So for me, every day it's been my smile and my laugh. Amen. That's what God loves about me. Amen. (laughs) Althea, would you want to share? Joanne? Well, I was, I've been having a lot of hard time these last few weeks. I was wondering if the Lord still wanted me to be a nurse because I've been doing this for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I, w- I was looking for all sorts of jobs. <clears throat> and um, he, um, I, I didn't, I would have been five weeks without a job, mm. and um, I was getting nervous, mm. and um, he said that he just brought a job to me. I didn't really try, mm-hmm. and he, I think, I feel like he likes the fact that I can care for others. Amen. You know, and just give myself. Absolutely. That's beautiful. <laughs> Amen. That's an attribute of the Father, isn't it? To care for others. Yeah. Amen. The Lord told me this week he liked my laugh. I thought that was nice. But he likes so many things about us. I urge you and encourage you to continue. Let it make it a habit. Make it a habit. Are any of you writing down 10 things that you're grateful for? Yeah? Good, Joanne is. I am. Anybody else? Miss Patricia, Terry, Sean raised his hands. Amen. Yeah. You know, but the more you spend time with him, he's going to show you those things. So these are some of the habits. These are some good habits, right? To spend 21 days on asking the Lord why he loves you and what he loves about you and writing down all the things you're grateful for. Let me tell you something. When we begin to voice gratefulness in the midst of struggles and darkness and battle, 
and times of war that we have all experienced, boy, let me tell you, that makes the Lord so happy. When we choose to look at what we're grateful for and not all the awful things that are going around us, is it easy? It's not always easy. I know. I found myself complaining a couple of times this week, and I had to repent. I don't want to complain. I want to be grateful. So let's talk about some of those things that the people in Acts, the church then, why they did what they did. So in teaching, and we're learning, learning takes time, doesn't it? It takes time to learn the word of God. I know for a long time I would read it and I would be like, boy, I just, I don't understand this and I don't understand that. And, and then I'd read a verse that I've read, you know, for so many years and suddenly one day it's like the Holy Spirit would like highlight it and understanding would fill my heart. And I knew what he was speaking. How many have experienced that? I know you have. The reward when learning is having a deeper understanding and more knowledge. I'm not sure I know any follower of Christ who would say that they don't want a deeper understanding of Scripture, that they don't want their faith to grow, that they don't want to ultimately know God in a deeper and greater way. Fellowship. They fellowship together. Now, I was thinking about this. You know, back in the day of Acts, life was very different. Women didn't go to work. They cleaned the house. They did laundry. They cooked. Their lives weren't filled with the busyness that we find our lives with now. And I understand that, and I know that the Lord takes that into consideration when we fellowship. But I thought about something. You know how we schedule in appointments into our calendar or to our phone? What if we scheduled a time every week to fellowship with someone? What if we put that right in our calendar? I'm going to fellowship with someone today. Make a phone call and reach out and go have fellowship. I mean, what would happen? I know for you that during the pandemic, that was one of the most difficult things for me, not being able to be with people because I am a social butterfly. I love people. I love to be around them. I love to laugh. I love to eat with them. I love to learn with them. And we couldn't do that. It was sad. It was depressing for me. And I think of all the people that don't have a family like we have. How sad that is for them. And the Lord reminded me a couple of years ago, he was talking to Kathy one day, it was a Sunday, and she'd said to the Lord, oh, Father, the service was so great today. I was so blessed, the people were blessed, and your presence was so wonderful. And he says to her, well, yeah, but I kind of like the second service better. And she said, second service? What, what, what are you talking about? We, we don't have a second service. He said, oh, yeah, you do. It's when everybody goes over to the other side and we're ministering 
to all the people that are coming in for the food. We don't have that quick ability anymore, do we? So it's going to be an inconvenience for us to put on our coats and walk across the driveway and go over there and minister to the people, to fellowship. Those people need fellowship. They need to see Jesus. They need to see a light and have hope. And we have hope in our lives. Some of them don't. And we can't keep it to ourselves. I wonder, can we make that a habit? That we agree to not just go over and get food, but those of you that don't, before you rush off to your day, I don't know what you're going to do, go home and cook or go out to lunch. I don't know what you're going to do. But could we commit to take 30 minutes to go over there and minister to people that are hopeless, that are having to come and get food because they don't have food, to help them to know that it's okay to come and get food. That's what we're here for, to love on them. Ask them how their week was. What's going on in your life? We used to do that every week. I encourage you. I know I'm going to start doing that because I've, I haven't been. So there's fellowship. I've already talked about Bible study, prayer. And I know that the pastors and leaders have some things that they're preparing for the new year where there's going to be a greater measure of gathering together in fellowship. Remember the 28th, the last day, the 21st day, we're going to gather here. We're going to hear a word. We're going to hear what God has given you for the individual that you picked out of the basket. We're going to have communion here, and then we're going to walk across, and we're going to break bread together. We're going to sit at tables in fellowship, and we're going to have some yummy food. And we're going to have such a great time. We're going to create memories and build relationship. That's what the Church of Acts, they understood the importance. And we have to come out of our comfort zone and begin to do things that are different. Begin to, before we go out in the day, I know Debbie and Kyle do this, and Ben does this. Before they go out somewhere, they ask the Lord, is there someone that you want me to minister to? Is there somebody I'm going to meet today that needs prayer, that needs to be given hope? We talked about breaking of bread. Let's talk about communion. Communion is all about remembering Jesus, remembering the sacrifice, remembering his life, the sacrifice that he made on the cross. Remember his broken body for you and for me and his blood, the blood covenant between God and man. His death, his resurrection, his promise to return to his church again. See, these are the realities and the simple things that we can't forget. We focus the... The enemy gets us in this area where we're focusing on so many other things. 
But when we make the decision to just focus on Jesus, it's so easy to be distracted. That's why a racehorse, I don't even know what those things are called. Blinders? They're blinders on a racehorse. Do you know why? It's just so that they get to the finish line. They're not distracted who's on either side. We're in a race. Put on your blinders today. Don't take them off. Set your eyes upon the throne of Jesus because we are running a race. And we're going to finish the race. And I want to complete it together. I want to cross that line with my family and my friends and my brothers and my sisters. And that's what Jesus wants. What's our common union? What's the common denominator that we all share? It's Jesus. It's the common denominator that we all share. Jesus is a gift, such an amazing gift that he's given us. And we don't have the right to keep it to ourselves. The church in Acts went out every day, every day, spreading the word of good news, bringing people in on a daily basis by the thousands. And there were signs and wonders and miracles. There was so much fellowship and they were so one that they were selling their things, their furniture, their belongings, maybe their jewelry. I don't know. Giving to the church and to one another, whoever had need, that not one member would go without. I wonder if we really truly know the needs of our brothers and sisters. I know some of your needs because I have relationship with you. I know some of your struggles because I have relationship with you, but some of you I don't have a deep relationship with, and I don't know. But Jesus knows. The third thing is the gift of prayer. Prayer is an exchange, but it's our way of communicating with God. Not just bringing our requests before him, because he already knows our needs and our wants, the word says. It's okay to bring him those requests, but he wants to talk to us. He wants to sit beside us and fellowship with us and teach us how to love, how to be kind, how to be giving, how to be caring, how to speak words of edification, his prophecies. We find those things and we learn those things when we spend time with him, when he's teaching us in the secret place. So we go into the secret place to pray and to talk to him. And he teaches us and he gives us revelation and knowledge. And then we go out to one another and to the highways and the byways. And we teach about Jesus. We share the good news. 
You know, one of the greatest scriptures, I think probably, I would think a lot of people know, is found in Matthew 6, 9-13. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us as we forgive our debts and forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and thine is the glory forever. Amen. A lot of people know that prayer. But have you ever thought about or noticed what God instructs us to say and to do in that prayer? It isn't personal pronouns, my and me. It's plural, our and us. For ours is the kingdom. There's power when we pray with one another and we're committed to pray with one another. As we wrap up today, I want to just touch base on something last week that was said in the Word. When adversity comes to our doorstep, when things don't go our way, when we are confused and we're frustrated and we're angry, if we join one another in fellowship and we spur one another on and we encourage one another with the word of the Lord and we talk about the things that he's done in our lives or the things that we're struggling with because we know that as we join together and fellowship together and commune together, that we're going to carry that burden, and that burden isn't so heavy any longer. It becomes lighter because I come beside Terry and I carry the burden with her in prayer. The word says, one sends a thousand, but two sends ten thousand. So what if we committed to come together to make it a point to call one another, to communicate with one another, to spend time with one another? It's going to be a sacrifice because it's going to take you out of old habits. It's going to take you out of comfortable places because I want to encourage you to call somebody that you don't have fellowship with here in the body. Call a couple of people. Meet with three or four people. Go have coffee or invite them to your house and just read the Bible together and pray and share with one another the things you're struggling with or the things that you've had victory over this week. God is faithful. 
We sang how great he is today. He is so great. From beginning to end, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's not a man that lies. He's God. His arm isn't too short to reach down and pull you up out of darkness, despair, and hopelessness. And his ears are not deaf to hear you. He loves you. And that's why he sent Jesus to die. There's a greater vision that the Father is trying to cast, not just in our body. See, once we get it, and once it's a habit for us, then we're going to take it out into the valley, to the highways and the byways. We're going to take it to our families and our neighbors and strangers because our faith is going to become so strong that fear will not exist. And we will not be afraid when the Lord says, that woman in that red hat, I want you to go up and pray for her. Because we are so familiar with his voice and we're so intimate with him. We know him and he knows us. Therefore, we just obey. Okay, Lord. Okay. And we go forward. Not in fear, but in faith. That When we obey, he's going to meet us in that place. And he's going to give us what we need. There's a call upon us in these days to be grateful, to have a heart filled with thanksgiving, to reach out to one another, to love one another, to meet with one another. Maybe it's the Bible study on Tuesday night, prayer. Maybe you want to start your own Bible study or your own prayer meeting. The Lord says, come, come. Even if you're weary, come. Because in numbers, we become strong. We carry one another's burdens and we have one another's backs. There's so many benefits of everything that the Lord talked about today in the Word. That we gather together, that we're learning, that we're breaking bread, and that we're praying. I just, I bless you today. I bless you today. I love you. The leaders love you, and we pray for you daily. We bless you. You can call us at any time. You can email us. You can text us. We'll respond. But just know you're not alone. And that we are moving in a great direction. We're moving forward. And we're going to maintain that stature of breakthrough in the promises of God for us individually and for this house. Be encouraged. Amen. Sean?
time this morning, so praise the Lord. Have an awesome day.